There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, that's right. If you look outside right now, that is the sun. We actually have the sun outside. And we've also got some great news to share with you guys, right, Lori? Brittany is here for Julia, who's in Las Vegas. She'll be back tomorrow. Last night when Julia was in Vegas, who should she run into who? but our boss, Dan Seaman? <laughs> did he? Did she lie about where he, she was, too, so it got well, real She was awkward. on vacation, no, just kidding. and yeah. he was there for the National... Um, national uh, Broadcasters or so? Or yeah, the National Association of Broadcasters. broadcasters yeah. And it was just by happenstance that they... It looks like they ran into each other in front of Caesars. Yeah, I got a text from our engineer at 10.30 <laughs> last night. He goes... By the way, Dan Seaman just ran into Julie on the street. Had no idea she was here, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And so our boss was in town with uh, the, the the big boss, with Ginny, and um, uh, they were there for the NAB, and every year at this conference, they recognize radio stations for exemplary community service. And each year, um, you know, 50 radio stations are identified as Crystal Award finalists. Yeah. And this morning... Ten winners were announced for various things, and a big round of applause because this goes out to our my talkers who are so generous. We won a Crystal Award for best radio station for community. That's awesome! I know, and it makes sense too, man. Yeah. You guys as listeners are the best when they, it comes to stepping up, and, and we've raised so much money in the last two years. People have stepped up, so that is really amazing for our year-round commitment to community service. So. In 2021, we got a Marconi, a Service to America Award, a Gracie Award for Julie and I, and a Crystal Award. So sweep right Whee! there. Nice it's job. like, what is it called when you wear the the necklace? The uh, You got the... Um, oh, uh, when like the Kentucky Derby Triple Crown? No, the uh, EGOT. You guys got oh, the yeah, EGOT. Oh, yeah, we got the EGOT. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a little mad at Julia. I haven't seen one outfit picture. Listen... Here's the deal. Like when Julie and I go to Vegas or we go on any trip together, we don't post. I know, I, but I mean, trips. like, she could have done, ah, no, I want it. No, we no. don't have time. Vegas. You, she has time to take a photo of no. her Ever Eve clothes. Let me, Send me a photo. No. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when Casey and I were first married, because we didn't know each other all that well when yeah. we got married, since it was a whirlwind courtship of three and a half months. <laughs> and I remember Julie and I went to Vegas for fun. Yeah. And... But I'd never, you know, gone on a trip as, as you know, being married to him before. And my MO when I go on a trip, particularly when I go to New York, L.A., or Vegas, 
is I'm gone until I'm back. Yeah. You, don't, you won't hear from me. I don't call anybody. And I probably said goodbye to Casey. I'll call you. And he kept waiting for me to call. <laughs> and I didn't call him until I was like um, probably leaving the, and I did, uh, you know, calling, does it say, will you come and pick me up? And he's like, where have you been? Why haven't you <laughs> called me? And I said, we'll talk about this when we get home. And yeah. when we got home, I just said, listen, I don't want to be one of these people where we have to check in with each other no, when we're no, out of town. No, no. I don't want to call you unless I'm calling you for bail money or some kind of an emergency. We just... <laughs> Let's just can we can we go with that? And he's like, okay, I just I, I didn't thought you know. Were gonna yeah. call me. I didn't know. And I said, well, we're working these things out as we know each other. So yeah, Julie and I really we do not um, post anything if we are on a pleasure trip. We don't keep anyone informed. Yeah, of anything once in a while of each other or if Madonna posts something. We yeah, just. Are too busy in the moment having fun. Ain't nobody got time for Facebooking, no. messaging, <laughs> I get it. Twittering. I, I understand, but you have to keep in mind, she has sent me so many random, like, this you or that you. But with, she's like, home. Yeah. She's home but, and she's asking your opinion. Yeah. She's on a trip. She has a give friend a, there. Give me a photo of Vegas. No. no. Doesn't it, do a generic one. Grab one off. You no. know what? Brittany, you're not going to get one. I'm not going to get one. Get one. No, mm-mm. that's it. I'm I'm breaking up with both of you. Yeah, there you go. I can't even get a response via text message from her, so I'm sure you won't get a photo. Yeah, yeah. no, she did tell me, and we were kind of laughing about this because um, she didn't want to spend a bunch of money on you know like a big show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Well, go to the you know fifty percent off ticket booth out in front of Planet Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Check out some of the." comedy shows or check out the v theater they have a bunch of shows at planet hollywood they have a great alvis impersonator motown show i said you know do it like that yeah and she ended up because the tickets were like 45 dollars, and casey and i had seen him like maybe two years ago three years ago i guess rich little the impersonator i mean he was big like in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I mean, the, I don't know how old Rich Little is, but I think he might be like around my dad's age, 78, 79, something like that. And she goes, we're going to go see Rich Little because Shannon and I will know all the impersonations yeah. he does. Tickets are only $45. And all she sent me after the show was, OMG, Rich Little was a riot, and you'll never guess who was sitting behind us. Who? <laughs> we don't know. She says, I had to what wait. What a tease. We're going to find out tomorrow. Yeah, and it was at the Tropicana, and they had it in like this little showroom they built to replicate like a Las Vegas sort of club. I've stayed at the Tropicana, so I know exactly what room you're talking about. Yeah, and so it's just not that big. No, but it's perfect for stand-up and things like that. Yeah, so... Um, He's 83? Is he 83? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it was... He was kind of a fun show, and we also knew... Pretty much most of his jokes. Yeah, okay. Um, but she's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you, but you won't believe who it was. And I'm just like going, I'm not even going to bother asking her again no. because I know she won't tell me. No, you can't. <laughs> now we have to. I mean, I, I'll listen for sure tomorrow, but tomorrow she's going to tell us right at the beginning. She'll tell us at the beginning of the show. She'll probably tell us, you know, her absolute shock 
in horror at bumping into our boss. Right. I'm sure she was very sober. Right. in It looked like it was either in front of Caesars or the Bellagio. And Julia was staying at the Flamingo. Yeah. We like Center Strip. Yeah, I would. I prefer it as I prefer it as well. But every time, most of the time, I've gone. We stayed at. I don't want to brag, but the Golden Nugget. Oh well, that's the best place to stay downtown. Downtown Vegas. Yeah, I mean it is fun because you got Binions and the Four Queens, and you got three and five dollar blackjack tables, and you got all the goofy people watching. And that um, what is it called? That big screen that they have over it. It's like the um, oh, the Las Vegas experience or whatever well, it's it is in, in you know downtown there they it's called something yeah, yeah you know? the big the thing, big screen and they do whatever it's so fun yeah. i mean gives you an indoor feel but you're more outdoors and they can play yeah. kind of videos and stuff on the roof and whatnot yeah yeah that's cool i love downtown if you're going downtown though you said gold nugget but if you're in vegas central strip yeah if we feel like julia and i sometimes we like really are hungry to play blackjack yeah. then we will take um a cab downtown mm-hmm. so that we can play five dollar blackjack. Totally. We just can't stomach no. fifteen and twenty dollars a hand. Well you used to be able to get that at Bill's back in the day. You could get five dollar hands, but they had to take it away, of course. Bill and uh, I learned how to play blackjack at Slots of Fun. They had two dollar blackjack tables and one dollar coronas. There you it go. It was quite oh. the I like place. I like a hundred percent return that I get in shopping and also a zero percent return that I get in shopping. I've just never been that into gambling. Oh, but I love walking around and shopping in Vegas. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I will gamble. Yeah. But it's more of like, all right, I have like a limit. It's not that exciting for me. Yeah, I know. You got to make it more exciting and find the games you like and the odds you like. <laughs> I and totally. have, have have machines called to you. Julia and I like have like this radar and she finds the machines that lose and I find the machines that win. <laughs> I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. Knowing you guys is split luck. All, right. All right, listen, we come back. Uh, it's our story we can't get enough of. That is Juice Newton singing a classic song that was featured in the third episode of Outer Range with the amazing Noah Reed. He played Patrick's Patrick David's boyfriend slash husband on S Creek. Okay, and he's making a sandwich, and he's singing, and he's singing this song, and he's got just this amazing voice, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's Angel in the Morning, and then I started looking it up, and like Angel of the Morning has been played in so many TV shows and movies. Yeah, I mean abs- Deadpool, and uh, it's just shown up. But so it's the Outer Range; they have a killer music soundtrack i've watched all four episodes that are out um every friday on amazon okay it does come up weekly yeah i mean they hit mule skinner blues but by dolly parton cry 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 by johnny cash oh wow noah at 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 a funeral sings a peter gabriel song everything is perfectly placed for each scene for every bit of that show the music is just as good as the content itself. It is, and they're along. doing some amazing deep cuts. Yes. With some of this country. It that show I'm telling you, is wild and great. It's my next go to. Like okay. uh, my husband has been uh, we've been kind of uh every time we get done with work now we've been doing like nursery and or house stuff. Right. But I, I used to like we I wrote this down, it's a text to him where I have it saved. I was like, We're watching this. We're watching this as soon as we can sit down and watch a show out of range. You have me convinced it's good. Yeah, I mean... I love the little sci-fi. Yeah, and then in the fourth episode, I look at Casey and I go, 
Why does his voice sound so familiar? And it's Big Rock Candy Mountain, sung by Burl Ives, who sings Rudolph the Red-Nosed oh. Reindeer. You know what I mean? Yeah, talk about, yeah, and a, like that yeah. just a good mix there. Yeah, but that Angel in the Morning, it was just, it's just really powerful. And, and the cast is so, so good. Just, you got to check it out and watch it. It's I'm on Amazon, Amazon. And then speaking of Angel in the Morning... David Spade shows up on GMA this morning in the 8.30 hour, and I absolutely love David Spade. He was nice enough in January of uh, 2020 to let Julie and I crash his little uh, guy's dinner that he was having at Craig's because Julia pulled out of her Virgo butt the memory that our first general manager here at this station, Todd, Mm -hmm. went to junior high and high school with David Spade wow. and she dropped his name and they made room for us at the table. Oh my God. <laughs> you guys are beyond lucky. And, but she's the one he's like, and then he goes, and then he used the nickname. He said, Oh my gosh, what do you, and we're like, Oh, he hired us. You know, we have a radio station. He's like, okay guys, let's make way for these ladies from Minnesota. Who knows oh, my that's funny. Cool. Yeah. So I just love everything about him. And, um, he was in town at the Pantages theater. I'm not sure when, but they taped that show and it's going to be a Netflix special. That's, uh, it dropped today yeah. called nothing personal, but, I'm telling you, I think that Robin and George were really tired from some of the heavy reporting and some of the stories that they were doing. Yes. Robin is dealing with her wife's uh, having bad complications from chemo oh, for yeah. breast cancer. And she got kind of teary-eyed yesterday. And so they just had, had the giggles. They had fun. They had fun. So here's David Spade on GMA. And Bachelor right. in Paradise, you yeah. were a special... Host for that <laughs> one episode. Um, <laughs> You're not too sure about it. You're like, no, really. I'm a person of interest. In I know. Really? So yeah. I something... did go down to Mexico, <laughs> right? And uh, get involved in the festivities. Yeah. You know, I have to say, I have to say, watching The Bachelor, I always make fun of it because it is fun to watch, and you see all the drama unfold, and there is drama, and. And but when I went there, it's just like a blank beach. Like blank the fun beach. hasn't happened yet, so it's a little harder to do jokes and make fun of it because nothing's really clicking yet. There's no, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's mostly people getting. But I was stuck in a place with tons of crabs because that's the national animal. Yeah. Of, uh, so I, I had probably <laughs> no, 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 not that, not that. Greg, no, yeah, George is George is getting Let's a little dirty. <laughs> Can I throw? No, no. Um, so there was a lot of crab animals. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. George. I'm so, from Georgia. I know. Georgia oh, all people. I know. So this is a puff piece. <laughs> so I'm doing, so they have crabs in my house though. It's a rent me house, fine. But there's all these crabs in the house and I go to the guy, hey man, I don't, 
First of all, I don't really like crabs. I, I like them in movies and stuff. California roll, but when you see them in real life, they're just spiders with good PR. Because they walk side, sideways, they're, ob, they're unsettling, and they want to kill you at all times. And I open the cupboard, and they're like, have a spoon. You know, they're everywhere in the house. And I go, hey, man, can we? And he goes, uh, it, crabs are crazy. And I go, is that the answer to why they're in my house? Like, how about? And so we had seven in my room at night, uh, oh. but they're just waiting for me. You know, like, they never got them out. So I go to bed like, and then they're like, uh-uh. And then I wake up, and it's like Squid Games, you know, they get a little closer. It's really red light, green light. And then, and then uh, he goes, they can, they'll never get on your bed. I go, they just climbed 70 feet to the third floor. Like, I think they can handle my silly posture beating. So they, anyway, they, obviously I'm getting bitten, and, and it's horrifying. And then, um, but I got through that. And then I went to the beach and watched all the couples. And... Uh, Bachelor was fun, and they're going to do it again this year, and, uh, you know, who knows? Would you do it again if you, if you I do had a better again? living situation? You want to push in close for this answer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was fun, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. So he's just so good, and I... really... He only did host the one episode. I'm with him, though. That sounds terrible. Seven crabs in your place? Well, notice in Bachelor in Paradise, they always show the slow-mo of the big crabs that are everywhere on this beach. So then he also talked about taping. He didn't mention the Pantages, but he talked about being in Minneapolis and having to buy a big puffer coat that was leather on the outside because it was going to be so cold. So maybe it was last fall. But David Spade, nothing personal, dropped on Netflix today. Today, yeah. He's very funny. And it's only about 35 to 40 minutes, so it's a quick watch. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. All right, listen, we come back. We get a lot of music news, you guys. This song was everywhere. What is it, like 82, 83, something like that? Whitney Houston. I loved this album. She was just everywhere. And I got all excited this morning because... I read the headline, see Naomi Aki is Whitney Houston and I want to dance with somebody first look. And I thought, oh, a trailer because this movie is coming out next Christmas. Okay. This Whitney Houston biopic and it's by the same, it's by the uh, director who did um, Harriet, that biopic about Harriet Tubman starring Cynthia Revo, which was terrific and written by the guy who wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. And that was epic. Epic. So click through to the story and it's just the poster. And we posted it for you. But it says um, from the writer of Bohemian Rhapsody, Naomi Aki is Whitney Houston. She's got her head thrown back. She's got a leather jacket, white top and blue jeans. Basically what she wore in the So Emotional video. Yeah. And um, anyway, coming soon... And she spoke with E.T. like a few months ago and assured E.T. and assured the fans that she was doing all the prep she could for this massive role. That's awesome. She said, "It's shiver. it sends shivers down my spine how much she means to me, the world, black women. I'm going to throw my everything into making sure she's represented properly. I want to tell her story. I want to be able to handle the pressure of playing her. So December 21st, you guys. That's really exciting. It is. Mm-hmm. Like in this poster, even though it's just a little glimpse, it does make you excited. Yeah. They did a good job with the poster. Yeah, isn't it? Because yeah. it's an iconic look. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, the I jacket, wanted, the head back. And I love that that's what it's called because I want to dance with somebody. That's how we met Whitney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that song. Yeah. You know? And you can check it out on our show post. Yeah, so. it's posted. So, okay, now we've got another person getting sued Uh-oh. for oh, no. so- copyright infringement. And it, oh, thank you, Grant, the law and order. Uh, the only. In all the years that we do the comparisons, I have felt that there's two songs that I heard right away, like the Blurred Lines. I was like, that's oh, yeah. Party Up, Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. And then also, when you weren't here, this probably goes back to Donnie, he played the clip from Dark Horse, mm-hmm. the P- Katy Perry. Because you're ready for, ready for. yeah. And it sounded, so I really thought she was going to lose that, and she did lose it, and then it got overturned, so that one's still ongoing. But that one, to me, sounded, this guy who did it, like this guy from Chicago, mm-hmm. and I think it was um, John Bream or Chris Schneider told us that Sometimes when you have so many producers yeah. sampling, writing, the main person, like Justin Bieber at the Grammys, or yeah, it was the Grammys, and it listed all the nominate all the songwriters on Peaches, and it was like t- 25 people. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, whoever told us that, that sometimes they don't even tell the younger oh, artists, it. you know, that they're using something. So anyway, now Justin Bieber and Dan and Shay are being sued for copyright infringement over the song 10,000 Hours. Okay. Which we heard 10,000 yep. times. Yes. And um, it's it's being accused of copying a song written in the 70s, copying the chorus for, for from a song called First Time Baby Was a Holiday. And it was written in 1973, but was never sung and released until 2014 by someone by the name of Asia Lucky. Okay. Okay. So, will we hear what? What will we hear first? So, let's hear Dan and Shay "10 Thousand Hours" the hook, and okay. then I'm going to play the other Asia's hook. version. Okay. Of where you'll hear you'll hear the the right. resemblance. So here's uh, Dan and Shay, Justin Bieber, 10. Okay. Now let's... that is a good song, even though mm-hmm. we heard it 10,000 times. Yeah. I realized how much it's I did great like that song. song. Now listen to this resemblance. Okay. Yikes! That is. Really, really close. Really, really close. And t- ten thousand hours has totaled over two billion streams since it was released uh, last year. It's close, but it's also a basic kind of music melody. You know what I mean? The da na 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 na. Like I don't think it's as complex. You could say that they didn't sample that from something as well. Well, they're not saying that they got sampled. They're saying that they're, it yeah. is um, copying their song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, not. But I'm just saying that, like, it doesn't. I don't know if they, you could ever. I'm sure there's something you could say was the originator even of that one because it doesn't seem like such an original, complex music sitch. I mean, na 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 na. Like Grant and I, respectfully I disagree. Just, I, I know. I disagree with you on Good that thing one. we're not on a yeah, we're jury not, right now. We're yeah. not on the same wavelength on that. Um, and yeah, so we'll we'll see. Know, we'll you know see. what happens. Everything essentially is a sample of something, something right? Everything right. is derived from something. So I get what you're saying there. 
Brittany, 100%. But that, to me, I mean... The cadence of the rhythm of how they're singing. Listen, drop the line somebody's going to call in and go, that's also... Like, I'm just... I, By all means, do it. I do it. it. Do I dare him. I dare, dare you to call you, in. Somebody Please. defend somebody, Brittany. Somebody, I need it. Um, Justin. You guys, the Love Shack is closing down for business. What? The B-52s have announced their final tour after 45 years of fun... Um. Yeah, and there's going to be a documentary produced by Fred Armisen. Kate Pearson said, who knew what started as a way to have fun and play music for our friends at house parties in Athens in 1977 would evolve into 45 years of making music and touring the world. It's been cosmic. Cindy Wilson, who co-founded the band with her late brother, Ricky, yeah. um, said it's been wild ride for sure, blah, blah, blah. They are not coming um, you're going to miss them unless you're living in a private Idaho in one of these cities. They're doing, um, and oh, I remember the first time I heard Rock Lobster and then everybody started doing the Rock Lobster. <laughs> Have you seen them in concert? Yes, I saw the B-52s once and I was indignant because it was the Pretenders and the B-52s at the old Midway Stadium. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely appalled that the B-52s were the headliners and the Pretenders were the opening oh, act. Wow. I was like, they had this order all wrong. But did you end up playing... Uh, well, I went to the show and it was it was an absolute blast. Was, was B-52s fun to watch? They were, but it was still the you wrong pretender. order. I, I'm with you. It, it was the wrong order. I'm the with Pretenders you. had just more hits. Yeah, you have and, way more hits than B-52. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a really fun show, and I ran into a gazillion people, and it was probably 25 years ago. That sounds like a blast. But um, here's where they're going to play in Chicago on October 7th, but the place, they're going to do a three-night stand in Vegas, October 29th. 21 and 22 at the Venetian. Now that would be a fun reason to go to Vegas. If you're looking for a show, I think that would be a blast. Yeah. I have, I, we've only, I've only done it once where I've gone to like, I went to Vegas to watch Maroon five and I had, we had so much fun and it was so fun to just set up a, a vacation around that and then yeah yeah and then you just kind of have a formal thing to do but you also have all that you do all these other things i love it and for like uh the b-52s you could strategize on what great outfit you're gonna wear uh, i know bring your boa but you'd be as eccentric as you <sighs> I was want gonna say in that video they are just eccentric dressed to the 10 right yes. there i love it yes I love it. yes and in vegas is always a place you can wear whatever you want but then you add the b52 concert you're right you just go yeah crazy. so i'm gonna keep this little story and ask julia if we need to have a b52 experience guys, i think you guys do i yeah. think you guys do um some other uh music news before we get to our next segment so um i i have loved there have been so many stories and there haven't been like as many but there have been stories with the six-year anniversary passing of prince Mm -hmm. you know last week and um uh so there's just there's so many people have great stories about it you know we had bonnie ray that she told us the story that prince wanted her to teach him how to play the slide on an electric guitar 
And he ended up sampling Bonnie Raitt's licks for the beginning of Cream, mm-hmm. um, which we didn't know that. That's and so cool. What a cool story. I know, because she's got a great new album out. And so there's a story in, I think this was maybe Paper Magazine or NME or Billboard or a music uh, story. Loudwire. Loudwire. Loudwire, excuse me. And according... So the Foo Fighters covered Darling Nikki, which is from 1984 and 2003. And the story had always gone around that, um, well, Prince had told Entertainment Weekly, I don't like anyone covering my work. Don't just write your own tunes. But it wasn't specifically in reference to Foo Fighters. Uh He was just like. Just in general. Probably why don't more people cover your songs? Probably doesn't let them. But um it, this uh, Ruth Violet Arzette, who wrote this piece, uh, she said that she was talking to him once about their favorite bands, and Prince brought up uh, Foo Fighters and Darling Nikki. He said, I thought they were great. And then she mentioned the story from Entertainment Weekly, and he said, Firstly, don't believe everything you read. And second, that statement was taken out of context. So here's a little Foo Fighters. Should we do the Foo Fighters version? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Okay, that's good. So, And he also went on to tell this reporter, he said, they play my songs the way they're meant to play. They're so good, they could do a whole album of my rock songs. And in 2007, just to remind everybody, Prince incorporated Foo Fighters' Best of You into a snippet of a Super Bowl performance. Yeah, I think they're okay. I think they're on good terms at this point. That version is so good. good. Yeah, I love the fuzzy sound of that one. All right, Grant, I know we're running late, so we will be right back. We've got some court dates, uh, court information to update you with. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Kind of ironic. Um, This happened last night in Pittsburgh, so, Grant, you weren't around. This would have been, must have been August of 2019. Mm-hmm. Grant, the State Fair. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton and his band played at the Line and Cougar Lounge. Yeah, and I, I remember that, yeah. It was a great show, and I just love him. Mm-hmm. You know, I love him in any movies he yeah. does, you know. He's got a grit to him that's fun. He does. I mean, yeah. remember how great he was as the American president in Notting Hill? So good. <laughs> yeah. was, was it Notting Hill? Yeah, love, actually. Love, actually. Yeah, yeah, love Actually. Love Actually. You know what's funny is my brain totally just put in yeah, Love no, Actually. Love Actually. And, uh, nice. Goliath, and he's just, he's so good. Goliath season one was so So good. So he was performing at Pappy and Harriet's in um, Pioneer Town, California. Excuse me, I thought California was PA, but it's California. And he does do a lot of patter, and he's got a great band, but this is what he says last night. I'm sure at some point in your lifetime, you entered a relationship with someone that you sure like to look at very, very much. You want to look at them very, very much, but you weren't quite as fond of them, of hearing them talk. And yesterday <laughs> I was talking about my my younger boy, my younger lover yes. that I had for like six weeks oh, and yeah. I didn't, no talking. No. No dancing, screwing, motorcycle, that's it. So he's, you're not quite as fond of hearing them talk. And since we're males, we look at this from a certain point of view, but there are plenty of females who are with guys, they just don't want to hear them talk, Right. So he said, I want to play this song um, that's called, let me see what it is called. So he wrote a song dedicated to this very sensitive 
new kind of subject. I still want to see you. I just don't want to hear you. <laughs> That's awesome. And people were wondering if he was referring to Johnny Depp because one oh. of the things that came up in the Depp versus Heard testimony is that in blood or in something that Johnny Depp had made a reference to Amber Heard. She did a movie that was so bad, Fields of London or Fields of something with Billy Bob Thornton, and he was convinced or he was kind of making it sound like Amber was making him think she was having an affair with Billy Bob Thornton. So they didn't I know. Wonder. Was, was that a pointed reference to Depp? Was what it a if, reference to Heard? If he was really in like good at innuendos, he would have said seen, not heard. Wouldn't that been amazing? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I can't remember the name. London of the, Fields. London Fields. So yep. bad it never even got released anywhere. So it's, you know, happening. I was fully engaged with Depp versus Heard on Court TV today. And yeah. first of all, they had a clinical psychologist, Dr. Curry. This woman could be played by Julie Bone if there's ever a movie <laughs> of this. She had just sort of a messy updo, but she did a fantastic job explaining her assessments and the and the process of getting a diagnosis now she is a she's a witness for johnny depp uh-huh. and i was hanging on to every word it was so fascinating because a it explains a lot of amber heard's behavior which if you listen to any of the testimony yesterday that they played in full there's a lot of amber heard like just Egging, you know, yes. not shutting up and just keep saying to and just being really just pushing and pushing, pushing and, pushing and, pushing and pushing and pushing instead of walking away. And of course, you know, the age difference between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is such that like an older person. I saw this happen with my sister when she married a man 28 years her senior and she was 24, you guys. And so he was 28 years older, but in his whatever he was, whatever that math is, late fifties, he looked like Sean Connery. Okay, he was suave, yeah, dapper, debonair, sophisticated. By the time they were married, and she's twenty five, and he's fifty nine, her her mindset is she wants to go out. She wants yeah. him to tell her all the time how beautiful she yes, is. Absolutely. She likes the drama of when they were dating and now they're married and now her uh, old man is, you know, kind of more settled and he's not he's not he's, working as hard. He's ramping he's, down, she's ramping up. Cuz he's already got you. I've already proved to you we're married. Anyway, yeah. you're just at different these two were just at such bad opposite things. But this Dr. Curry brings up you know, the uh, MMPI, which is uh, still, a, it's a personality, it's called the Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory, and it's used to diagnose people with different personality disorders. And Amber, um, 
Based on her studying. Well, yes, histrionic personality disorder and borderline personality. Then went into great detail explaining why that that is classic behavior that we heard in these tapes. And once again, Amber Heard's attorney, and she's got two that are doing cross-exam, they were so bad. She also went on to say they often mimic the people they admire. And, you know, I was thinking of all the ways that Amber kind of has been dressing alike and, uh, with Johnny. And um, they also had an L.A. Uh, cop who was first on the scene for uh, a 911 call where Amber said that she'd been hit. And that testimony, that that. That LAPD said, um, I did not identify Ms. Hurd as a victim of domestic violence uh, after I was at their apartment. That's a lot said right there. That's a lot. So, um, I mean, the police were like, no, we did not. You know, there weren't any marks. And she said, I didn't. And they were like, well, did you give her anything in case, you know, sometimes you can't see a mark right away? No, didn't want the pamphlet. Apparently they have a pamphlet, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, this. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, as of the things we've listened to, and unfortunately I don't get to spend every day listening. Oh, to be glad. I, I wish. feel like I can't. No, I love it. Oh. I love coming in here and it's like, I just want us to like sit by the fire and listen well, to the, like the Johnny Depp they're Amber researched for They're recessed for the day. But oh. yeah, it was not a good day for Amber Heard. Uh, that couple side days. Yeah, yeah. Well, she takes a stand maybe next week. Oh All my right. God. We gotta go.